Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Karabin. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. Good. Hey everybody! <laughs> yeah, we're like uh, I was looking for the record button. Speaking of empty spaces, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to this episode of uh, the Psychic Wise. I'm Ginger Hendry, and I'm Jerry Garabin. We're really excited today to speak with our guest. Um, as we have had previous guests on that Jerry and I know, we know this guest. It's Helen Kosinski, and Helen is a certified animal communicator. That's how we know Helen. But she's also a certified coach. And we asked Helen to come on today because Helen does a lot of work um, for women's retreats and whatnot. And, and what we wanted to talk about today is, uh, and the name of this um, episode is Courageous Choices and Empowering Women. So Helen, welcome. Um, you wanna just introduce yourself and give a little background? Hi, I'm Helen Kaczynski and uh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you very much. I've had a really interesting history from uh, teaching to corporate America to coaching and animal work. So I'm excited to be here chatting with you guys. You know, what's really Wait, cool so when she was saying that it made me think like, um, because Ginger and I uh, studied with Helen. Um, so she's an animal communicator colleague of ours. And, and um, when she was just saying that it really made me think we have like amazing people in our <laughs> tribe. Yeah. to pick from to talk about different things because yeah we all have like one thing in common but then right. we all do these other different things so um welcome and we're so glad you're here helen so yeah well it was okay. interesting because helen and i spoke a little bit um when we were getting ready to set this up you know a few weeks ago when when we asked her to come on and we had a lot of commonality right um in in our particular um yep. cases uh, jerry as well because we do all have corporate backgrounds um, and the coaching piece, Helen, you've been doing for a long time and it wasn't so much intuitive coaching at, at your start. There's more intuitive coaching now. Is that right? Um, no, the type of coaching that I'm doing is, um, ICF certified international coach federation certified, yep. um, intuition has always been one of the core competencies within oh. the ICF. However, it is, um, and that's just something that I've used throughout. Um, I've been doing um, coaching since 2005. So um, yeah, so it's just been part of it. Um, and it's from what I understand of the intuitive coaching, it's kind of different um, than uh, the type of coaching that I do. So let's talk about that. You left um, corporate to do this. Yep, um, I was in IT. So really the uh, left brain uh oh, analytical God, yeah side. <laughs> yeah so and uh to couple that with it was in the financial services for almost 25 <laughs> years so yeah so uh very very different but it was a um an opportunity i was really good at it um they paid me really well but i also knew that it wasn't what i wanted to do but um you know since this is called uh 
courageous choices. Um, yeah. You know, I made the choice to stay for a really, really long time. Um, and that really was a choice. And then I made the choice to uh, work with a coach to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up and begin, figured out that I wanted to be a coach. So that's what started it. You did you kind of feel a little bit of like what's missing for my life or something and then went to a coach yourself? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Because I never, ever thought I would go into corporate. I saw my father work in corporate and said, no, that's not what I want to do. Um, and then when I got out of college, I had a degree in elementary ed. There were no teaching jobs. I taught preschool for a year and my father uh, encouraged me to get into IT, um, which I did. I worked for a small software company for four years, focused in brokerage systems. And then I went to a very large financial services company, Fidelity Investments. Um, never expecting to do that as my path. So from the day I walked in the door, I knew that probably wasn't what I wanted to do, wow. but it provided opportunities. So I would go through cycles where it was like, I got to figure this out, got to figure this out. And what would end up happening is I would switch positions within the company. And I'm a, my driver is learning. So I would learn new stuff. So I would yeah. stay. And there, there was that cycle. Yeah. Wow. I think this is what we were talking about, Helen, when you and I talked, because we, we were very similar um, in that I did almost the same thing, not IT, I was in telecom, um, but I did the same right. thing, very, very encouraged by my mother um, <laughs> to go to work for what was at the time, the telephone company, and then AT&T by, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Um, and I did the exact same thing. I changed jobs within the company. Um, because I did like to learn and it was a higher bar set and I was always measuring myself against, you know, um, and then basically, you know, sort of hit the wall where the, somebody said to me one time, um, this is really a soul sucking job. Oh, God. And I had never heard anything more apt than that. Yep. And that's the point that I was at. And it sounds like maybe that was the point that you were at as well. Yeah, it was finding for me, it was harder to find safe departments, safe spaces where you could within those small little entities create um, collaborative, good working environments and it got harder and harder to find. Um, so yeah, soul sucking, uh, life sucking, all of yeah. those things are yeah. um, things that were used to basically, you know, um, you know, work the people to death, kick them over and bring in some new people was the other thing that people would refer too so yeah yeah I remember I remember that well I was telling Helen when we were talking um that one of the times that, that really sparked up for me um was I was on a conference call at home I was working out of the house and in that period of feeling like it was a soul-sucking job and I had the Oprah show on and um I had the closed captions on because I was on the conference call finished up blah 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 but the show is about um, Oprah had interviewed, I, I believe they were all women, but they're women who left jobs for various reasons, some because they came, became parents or, you know, whatever their reasons were. And they ended up following their passion and luckily following their passion brought them success and however they defined success. It wasn't necessarily um, money. And I was so intrigued because she said, 
uh, I was uplifted, right? Because there were all these women that said, I, I never thought this would happen. But once I went in this direction, everything opened up. And I remember her saying um, this expression that you need to do what makes your heart sing. And from that point, for me, that was in that framed kind of my whole reference after that, what makes my heart sing? And that's the direction that I went in. So Helen, you had a similar experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love that, Ginger. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. My introduction to coaching actually was also from Oprah. I was home. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and Cheryl Richardson, which is one of the pioneers in coaching was on and she was talking about the type of work that she did. And I was like, Oh, I want to do that. That sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, one would think that I would rush right out and start looking into that. Well, it took me six years to mm -hmm. uh, make that choice to start going, okay, I need to find a coach. And then it took me a while to find the right coach and go through that process. But yeah, um, Oprah was a catalyst for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Oprah. So when you um, went reaching, what was that? What did that look like? So um, it's funny you ask. So um, I am a very practical person. And one of the concerns that I had was the financial situation. So what I did was um, I took my vacation time uh, from work and went down Um, Florida for a week long, um, not as many choices for how you do your coaching work. Now, I mean, universities are offering it. There's so many different choices as far as your coaching program. I went through the Coach U program. They had an intensive week. I spent the week down there. And one of the interesting things, and I think we talked about this, Ginger, was I you know, took vacation from work and, um, and this tells you about the culture. Nobody asked me what I was doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, and that was the culture. And I was actually very relieved because I didn't want to lie. And I wasn't sure how I was going to respond if people said, Hey, what'd you do? You know, okay. I went down to Florida, you know, um, yeah. I wasn't tan. I didn't look yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, like, Oh boy. But uh, it was awesome to do that in that. That was my first um, level of uh, coach training and to do it in that chunk it was like uh, it was like I love this I love it love it love it and um, and then I continued through coach you through their program to um, get my uh, levels of certification and just it was there was no question that that was what I wanted to do. So we're talking about courageous choices. And for those um, people that follow the same track that Jerry and, and Helen and I did, meaning corporate, it's a big deal to walk away, right? It's yeah, a big oh, deal absolutely. to walk away from, from the money um, because that's what helped me. I kept thinking, I'm stuck. I'm stuck here. Really. Um, and I was fortunate in that I have um, a very close friend who said to me, multiple times till she could probably throw up. You can, you have a skill set. You can go anywhere. So take a chance and go. And if it doesn't work out, go back to corporate. Like there's no, and I couldn't get there. And literally one day 
I again was crying on her shoulder for like the hundredth time. And she said the same thing. And I don't know why, but it actually changed things for me. I thought, I don't, I have a choice. I'm not stuck. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. stuck. I, so I'm going to choose to stay here right now because it serves my purpose while I look. Right. And yep. that's how I made that choice. It took a little bit. It probably took me a year um, or a year and a half even to actually pull the trigger. Um, but then I felt more in control. I felt. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that people can tell you over and over and over, and this is not just for work situations. It's I'm laughing because this is, <laughs> there is a relationship in my life. You know, that people are like, dudes, you've got Jer. Oh my God. You know what I mean? But it just, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But then there's, it's just, you just can't do anything until all of a sudden right. it clicks yeah. for you. Like, oh, yep. God, I do have a choice. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's so interesting how, um, and I think there's that piece of, yeah, I know it, I know, I know, I know, but you can't make yourself do it. Right, that, right. You guys, you yep. know what I mean? Like, you're, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you well, just, I'm you can't do it. One, one of the things that I did as I left corporate was I did what I deem as a straddle year. And I did, oh. um, I went to my uh, management and said, hey, can I do part-time? Um, they claimed that part-time work was okay, but that was, you know, from a culture standpoint, they like to take as much as they could from people. So having a part-time person wasn't great. I knew they were strapped for people to do the work. So they gave in and I worked uh, part-time for a year. And so I worked part-time on my business and I worked part-time for them. And then it was a point of, yeah, I have to leave. And it really was not, it was really because I felt that the time that I spent in that environment was toxic and it was bleeding into my business um and I needed to cut the cord yeah that's that's what really happened with me as well I took a consulting job that lasted about nine months while I got my other business up and running um and I said to myself if my other business doesn't get up and running I'll find a, a regular corporate job that's what I know um and thankfully it did and um you know that that's how I was able to make my transition because I would have had a lot of fear around pulling the trigger, walking away with nothing in between. So there's all different ways people can make those courageous choices, right? Um, That's you can right. Be inventive or you can, you know, jump off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, it depends on your nature. And one of the things that I had thought I would do with my coaching work was to help the corporate folks that I knew who were miserable to take that leap or figure out their approach to leaving. And what I quickly found was that people, uh, many of the corporate people had put themselves into a financial lifestyle mm -hmm. that they uh, yeah. felt that they absolutely positively couldn't leave. So they said they made the choice to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And there were tons of them. Tons and tons of them. So well, there were tons of them too. And did you find Helen? Because from that time frame, that two thousand five up, you know, we're, we're probably right before two thousand five up. I don't know, maybe four or five years. There's a lot of corporate shakeups, right? So those yeah. people that stayed, like I had a friend who said, "Are you?" I was I was with that company for twenty three years, 
And he kept saying, all you have to do is nine more years and you can retire. And I'm like, I don't think I can do nine more months. I know, right? Um, nine more years. I, oh, my God. I left in May and in September, because he kept saying to me, you know, they're putting money for, for your pension and blah, blah. And so I left in May and in, in September that I was gone. But the company announced that they were no longer funding pension plans. Yeah. And so I called him up and I said, if I listened to you, I would have lost it anyway. And the opportunity for me to move on. And been nine so months, it, nine years more miserable. And nine years, I would, I never would have made the nine years, but, but that, so those people, Helen, that you said make the, made the choice to, to feel stuck and to be stuck. Many of those people may have been shaken up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, uh, there were always I layoffs. I mean, there always was, we went through cycles of layoffs. I, I was in corporate um, for it, it Fidelity from 86 to 2006. And mm-hmm. I saw the roller coaster of, you know, the layoff cycles, layoff, layoff, layoff. And I actually went to one of my bosses at one point and said, please lay me off. <laughs> and he said, me next, not getting, me next. Yeah, I said, hey, put me on the list. I'm good. And he said, you're not getting off that easy. Yeah, I did the same thing. I used to joke, I'm standing on my office chair, waving my arms. I can go. And they're like, yeah, no, sit down. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So Helen, talk to us about these retreats. Because you do, yeah, you do retreats, right? I do. I do women's uh, retreats. And I started women's uh, walking retreats. And I live in Cape Cod. And initially they were held in Marconi um, and I started them in 2007 and we would walk a path and pick certain spots to sit down and chat. Um, And we went through uh, the Atlantic White Cedar Swamp Trail. And then at that point in time, we would go out and sit on the edge of the dunes for the um, ocean, which was really cool. Um, At that point in time, a few years later, Mother Nature decided the dunes were not uh, too safe. Uh, so I moved the women's walking retreats to Nickerson State Park. And what's really cool about these retreats is we talk about, um, there's two themes. One is the paradise path. So what what is your dream life? That's one theme. The other is cool, calm, and collected. And that's helping the women to figure out how to stay cool, calm, and collected, mm-hmm. whether that's scheduling or prioritizing or whatever comes up in our discussions. Um, but nature played has played such a huge role in um, helping those conversations develop. And it's just a really cool way to bring a very small group of women. When I do the walking retreats, it's a maximum of six women. And um, some of them might know each other, but by the end of the retreats, they all know each other. They are all, it's amazing how quick the connections work and how um, safe people feel so that they really can share what's going on with them. With COVID, um, I have not offered the outdoor retreats. Um, Yes, we could have, but I didn't want to play policeman, don't hug, don't do this, don't sit near each other and chitter chat. So I have done women's virtual retreats. I started those just a year ago and really threw it out there as a whim. Didn't really know how it would work and uh, the ladies love them. And so 
again, it's all over Zoom. There is a nature piece in it. I weave that in. Um, and we've had all different types of topics. Um, Peace and plans is the one that I started with. Um, and I'll be offering that again this June, but then um, in September, I did a series um, to kind of help people come out of COVID. And then this um, February, March and April, um, really helping women to get it done um, mm -hmm. and move things forward. So um, it's been really fun. I love the nature piece. Sorry, Ginger, I, I love the nature piece because um, there really is a difference in my opinion and in my experience, you know, you can talk about something, you know, sitting in your office or sitting in, you know, do you know what I mean? And, and it, it's almost, it's like it happens faster in nature or something. It does. There's, yep. there's, you're just surrounded by nature. You're, it's more natural. I know I'm not making sense, but you know what I mean? Kind well, of like you're more connected. You feel that yeah. I, when I'm outside, I feel connected to everything, exactly. to everyone yeah. I, that I don't necessarily feel in my house. So, and I think it's also like, okay, you're outside and you're hearing a bird or hearing the ocean or hearing this or hearing this. So there's this reminder. It's not like a telephone or you're, you know, whatever machinery around you kind of like um, buzzing. So I love that you said that you bring that nature piece in, even though we're, you know, you're doing it virtually, you know, because of the crazy stuff going, you know, that was yeah. going on, you know? Well, and, you know, the way that I start the actual women's real walking retreats is um, the first leg of the walk, each person walks by themselves and it is complete peace and so it's that opportunity to just totally disconnect from everything and just be and that is a huge shift it's a yeah. 10 minute stretch but it makes all the difference in the world I love that I'm so curious Helen have, have you noticed a change because you've been doing it for so long have you noticed a change in the kinds of clients that you get, let's say that you started with, you know, 15 years ago versus now, is there a demographic that's, that's changed? Like when you have these groups, some, some people I'm sure do come as friends, but um, is there an older component, a younger component? Do people all mix? Like what do you, what have you seen for clients over the years? Um, I'd say that most people are, most of the women are 35 and up. Um, I have had some younger uh, participants and they have meshed really well with whoever is there. Um, my experience has been the exact right group of women show up for the right group of women. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's in person or the Zoom, it's, you know, it, it, there's that, it, they just show up for the right event. I love that. I love that. And that's the way Ginger and I talk about this, like, um, like with everything, if you allow it to just happen the way it's supposed to happen, we talk about it with this podcast, whatever's supposed to come out, is going to come out. It's not yeah. scripted. It's not anything we kind of basically know, but, um, and that has been my experience too, you know, going through classes that we've, we've gone through or, or, you know, certain programs that you're supposed to be with the people that are there for one reason or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. And, and I love I have, that you got some younger people. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I have to say that, you know, 
for the most part, the women, I mean, there's been only one or two times where I've gone, huh, I wonder where she came from. Ah. Um, you know, that otherwise, it, I mean, the women are just awesome. They yeah. really, really are. And there's been times when I've, there's been one person in particular, it's like, huh, wonder what lesson we're supposed to learn from that. And I heard from various participants and said, wow, you know, it was interesting that so-and-so, and I think she was here to um, help us do, 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 do. So the group was even feeling it. It wasn't just me and they yeah. were curious. Um, and yet they were still trying to invite her in and have her participate. And it was her choice again to, you know, do her own thing. And that is one of the things about the retreat. You can participate, you don't have to, we don't, you know, say you have to talk and you yeah. have to do this. Um, and, you know, what I loved was that the other participants were, you know, just curious. And that was very cool. And I love that you said that because what I had just said before, yes, like you, the exact group is supposed to be together, good and bad. And when right. I say bad, I'm using that very lightly, or you know, unusual, unusual, or, yeah. you know, like, huh, I wonder why that is, but it's something that I know I've been working on in my life when these things that we perceive as bad or unusual or whatever are presented to us instead of like, well, that kind of sucks. You know, we should say, Ooh, this is an, this is an opportunity. Like, I wonder what, like, you know, you said this particular person, I wonder what I'm supposed to learn about this, or I'm wondering what that's presenting me with that, that difference there. You know what I mean? I, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Can you, um, and I know client confidentiality and everything, but can you sort of talk a little bit about some of the things that you talk about? Um, like, I mean, is it, is it personal growth or is it, and you don't have to go into detail, but is it like relationships and business and personal growth and like, or kind of everything? Um, so the, um, for the walking retreats for the paradise path, that is really focused on creating your dream life. Okay. And that could cover anything from a work situation, creating a business from retirement, from, you know, how they, where they live, how they live. Um, would you talk about like obstacles and help people? Sure. Know? And okay. Yeah. And I have, um, what I've, there is opportunity for um, the participants to journal during um, these retreats. And then we come together and talk about things like um, what surprised you or, you know, what, um, you know, what did you um, discover or what did you kind of know, but came, you know, kind of allowed it to really come yeah. out. Um, and then usually towards, uh, for both of the retreats, the second part is looking at, okay, so now you have these discoveries, what do you want to do about it? Um, and so looking at kind of um, selecting a next step and yeah. kind of firming up, okay, so you've got this next step. When do you want to have it done? Who can be an accountability partner? And so there's, it's not just kind of um, uh, letting things float around. Okay. We do that, but there's but also there's this opportunity, to... Uh, opportunity to kind of take it to um, make taking action because yeah. it's wonderful that we have all these ideas and thoughts and, and, Sometimes that's where we stay 
Um, And that's not always um, helpful or valuable to people. They really need kind of that little oomph of push to um, move forward. And then we always, always end with gratitude, Um, gratitude share from things that they've, uh, they're grateful for, for the retreat. And, um, and, you know, just, um, I do some guided meditations throughout. So it's really, um, it's about connection. It's about sharing ideas. And so there is cross shares. So it's, you know, if you said, X and then Ginger was like, Oh, have you thought about da 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 da? Or, you know, I had the same thing happen. And so there's ability to build connections, but there's also ability to look at things from different perspectives based on what people share. And so that combined with nature can open people up to possibilities. I love that. And I love that you said the accountability. Accountability, finding an accountability partner or whatever for me. is huge. And it was a big thing because I was always like, no, I'm better alone. I'm better alone. I'm better alone. I'm better alone. And I am very motivated. I am. People who always say like, how do you work for yourself? Like when I was like writing as a freelance writer, how do you work for yourself? And it's like, well, if you don't work, you know, and same now, if you don't work, you don't get paid. You know what I mean? So there's that um, for motivation, but that accountability thing um, is huge. And I do a little mini mastermind um, with a colleague every Friday morning. Um, we've been doing it for like two years, three years almost where she gets a half an hour. I get a half an hour and we keep ourselves going about what we want. And it makes a difference because you, you, you don't really come to the table. Like, yeah, I didn't do anything this week. Cause then you you feel bad. You're working with someone you're giving to them and they're giving to you. So that accountability piece is huge. Um, and obviously, as a coach, um, you can hire a coach to, you know, that is yeah. a key component of accountability. Yeah. And I speak from personal experience, because I have had a coach since 2004. So yeah. it's not a case that, oh, now that I'm a coach, I don't need a coach. Yes, I need that accountability. I need yes. to have somebody that I can bounce ideas off of. I have know, reaped incredible benefits from working with a coach. I am like you, Jerry, very motivated. I, you know, I'm good with time management. Those, Mm -hmm. that's one of my specialties and having that person that I am paying, um, to support me, I'm not going to show up and go, yeah, I didn't do anything this, this, you know, since the last time we met, um, I, I am going to continue moving the wheels forward. And if I get stuck, then she has tools to support me in figuring out how to get unstuck. And I'm able then to use some of those ideas with my clients. And it just is a, this wonderful domino effect. Yeah. Um, so as a coach, um, I highly recommend that coaches have their own coaches. Yeah. And Ginger, you and I have talked about that before. And we talk about this a lot is that doing even the intuitive, the other, the, the intuitive part, yep. you know, when we're, when you're people like us that do the intuitive work, the energy work, the work with the animals, like the three of us do, um, especially like, again, working with, you know, any of that kind of thing, you need to be working with someone. I feel that very, very strongly that you need to yep. And find whatever modality it is. Um, you know, Ginger and I have talked about this. I'm very much into emotion code now. Um, cool. So for those of you listening to this, you will have already heard, hopefully, 
our episode with our friend Ellen, who does emotional emotion code, emotion code. Um, and I love that. And then I also have a Reiki master that, um, yeah, she does hands-on, intuitive hands-on, but we also talk a lot. So I feel it's really, really important when you're somebody that's being of service to another person, to a client, to do your own work. Um, Absolutely. And constantly growing, constantly getting right. more tools and, and, and stuff like that to put in your toolbox to be of service. That's a big thing with me that being of service um, thing to your clients. Um, yeah. Ginger and I talk about that all the time. So Helen, when you're doing these are one day retreats for women. Or- Actually, they're very, they're um, the, uh, the walking retreats are um, two and a half to three hours. So it's a very, it's um, very doable to fit into a schedule. Okay. Um, and have so you, usually- sorry, sorry to interrupt. Have you started those back up again, being outside or not? No, yet? Um, okay. that I'm probably in September. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the virtual retreats are two and a half hours. Um, I also offer, uh, uh, and haven't for, uh, since COVID started, but I also do, um, horse wisdom for women. So I also am an equine guided educator who, um, does coaching with horses. I'm also path, uh, equine, uh, specialist in mental health and learning, um, certified, so I use horses also. Um, okay, to... so talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, okay, like, okay, go, ready? Go. <laughs> Tell me about that. How does that work? So, um, so I've done the equine, I've done the horse wisdom for women. I've also done horse wisdom for business owners and bringing, uh, again, small groups of people uh, to a local farm mm-hmm. and working with the horses initially maybe grooming them, starting to build relationships with them, observing them because they're awesome teachers as far as um, interactions, whether it is from a, you know, just a purely personal human self or whether it's a, from a business perspective. Mm. And then um, the coaching with horses is really, really awesome. Um, So a person would go into the round pen with a horse Um, and I would be outside of the round pen asking that person questions. Um, And so as the person responds, the horses are so intuitive, they are gonna give clues and um, messages in all different ways. So an example that I like to use is I was doing a demo for um, a board uh, a couple of years ago and the woman was in the round pen and she was talking, she had just gotten her uh, bachelor's. Um, she was an older student graduate and was trying to decide, should she go into grad school and follow the money or follow her heart? And so we, as we talked through this, um, Cody was my uh, partner coach is the way I like to talk about the horses. Mm-hmm. And um, every time that this woman talked about uh, following the money, Cody would divert his attention to her and look completely away as if she didn't exist. Um, (laughs) And every time that she she would talk about following her heart, he would walk on her. She couldn't move out of his space. He would just be so focused on her. And it happened over and over again. And so at the point that we were ending the the experience, um, she's like, yeah, I've got my answer. And yeah. so she, she was able to walk away with whatever answer she wanted 
um, but the horse, and there's something really powerful about having this huge animal send you these types of messages. Cause Jerry and Ginger, you were talking about your friend telling you over and over and over again, yeah. you know, this, that, and the other, but if the horse tells you, I got to tell you 99% of the time, person's going to listen, they're going to make a commitment and they're going to do because you got this huge animal. Here and it's so obvious, this huge yeah. animal, so obvious. And you can take out that when you're working with an animal like that, you can take out that human piece. In other words, if I'm sitting there saying, Ginger, it's time, it's time, it's time. Ginger can subconsciously or consciously like, well, Jared just cares about me. She wants the best for me. Maybe, you know, she's just speaking from her heart and not, do you know what I'm saying? But here's this huge yeah. animal that doesn't even know you. Do you know what I mean? I love that. That is so well, yeah. cool. I, I, I love working with horses and I, I've not, I don't do coaching, but um, we've talked about this before. I did a couple of weeks, two different weeks in Costa Rica at a horse and soul retreat. Yeah. And I, as you're saying that Helen, I remembered um, it was my turn to sort of be up in front of people. And I don't know why, but I was telling something that was very painful for me. It was a, a past experience. And so I tell the story like, you know, in, in the context of a bigger story. And I say something like, and my horse is with me. Um, it, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but, and then I go on to my story. And as I say, it's not that big of a deal. My horse starts like snorting and pawing the ground. <laughs> and then everybody in the circle looks at me like, no, I don't think Apparently so. Apparently so it is there, a big but, deal. Yeah. yeah. So I said, well, you know, my, my feelings were kind of hurt, but you know, I, I get over it. And then I, and then the horse goes like that. They all look at you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Until yeah. I'm they like, don't... okay, I was heartbroken. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, they won't they will... let you lie. No, they will not. They can, they <laughs> will not let you lie. They will not, even if you put that facade up, yep. they are right in, they zero right in and they won't let you get by with it. That's, and when you, that's do, great. when you do the horse um, coaching, do you, is it a group or do you do it one-on-one? -on -one? Um, I, I have Either. done it as a group, um, yeah. but I can do it one-on-one -on -one if somebody wanted to do something. Yeah. Like that. And is that so, going to, have you been doing that during the year, the year? Or I haven't. You, you'll nope. be starting that up again when, yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is, so do yeah. you typically not do things in the summer anyway, or is this, is, is this COVID related? Um, during the summer, I tend to not. Um, yeah. If you've been on Cape Cod, um, oh, yeah. that is not. Um, I won't walk. Uh, I wouldn't take a group of people on uh, trails, um, right. if you will, in on Cape Cod, unless it was like through my backyard. But we don't want to do that um, yeah. because it's not that pretty as far as getting to the beach and having that space um, because the crowds um, and that would defeat kind right. of the restorative because you'd be dodging kids and dogs and you know Frisbees all of that so yeah, yeah yeah so usually um for my women's retreats i'll hold them in may um or june um early june and then um september would start september and october um it's also the heat um yeah. you know if you're really hot um when we are doing the retreats Yes, at one point we are on the edge of a pond, but um, you know I haven't incorporated swimming. And again, because of the crowds, it just wouldn't have that uh, relaxed, restorative uh, right. feel to it, which is really important to me. Yeah. 
That's so awesome. do you find people that come in for the um, women's retreats, the three hours or the virtual, do they end up working with you as clients afterwards to do maybe a little bit more intensive or do you have different levels of retreats that you do that might be more intensive or? Um, I haven't done uh, different levels. I have had some clients who have come to the retreats. I've had some people become clients after the retreats um, and same thing with the horse wisdom uh, programs. So it just, it, it's a ball of wax as far as that goes. That is so cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to the horse retreat just because I had such a powerful experience. But yeah. if I, let's say I wanted to come to do some work with you with horses, do I have to have something in particular or am I just driven to do that? Because right now I'm driven to do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, and see what comes up or how, how does that work? How might um, that work? Usually uh, people seek me out because they have a challenge. Okay. Um, and it may be, um, and this sounds like a funny term, but maybe kind of a loosey goosey challenge, yeah. um, which sounds like maybe where you are, Ginger, there might be something that's kind of hovering. You're not really sure um, kind of the intensity or what it's, what that ball of string looks like, so yeah, to yeah. speak. Um, and so we can unravel that to figure out kind of what's at the core. Um, and other people come with something like, hey, I want to figure out how to grow my business. Um, and so, you know, let's work with the horse if that's, you know, the for the horses or um, I'm having a problem. I have a business partner and, you know, we just are knocking heads. And so um, would love to work with the horses on that. And any of those situations can be done with me just from a coaching standpoint as mm -hmm. well. Um, and so people can go out to my website and check out the different types of packages that are available out there for some more information and they can get in touch if they have questions. Yeah, so in addition to doing these retreats and everything, you see clients just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, for just coaching. As Correct. Yeah, we, I, yeah. I want to make sure everybody gets that too, because I'm right. talking about. <laughs> I do all kinds of fun stuff, and yeah. I do the other fun. And stuff. I do the other so, stuff. Yeah, I wanted to just I, make sure everybody was I, aware that there's just you know coaching. Right. Um, there's coaching, and there's and, other uh, the other part that um, Ginger and I talked about, and this was so um, obviously we know each other from the Soul Level Animal Communication Program, and yeah. one of the reasons I felt I could marry these two together is the fact that I do my coaching, I do my animal communication, and I can do both. So the way that I created this is one of the cool things about the type of animal communication work that we do is that we talk about the soul lesson the animal is working on with you. And so I've created a package where I do an animal communication reading and we get that soul lesson. And that lesson is part of the um, goals. Yeah. It's one of the goals that out of the three goals for a three month package, there'd be three goals. One of those would be the soul lesson. And then we can work on that together through the coaching work. And that's so um, yeah. that's kind of the bridge between the two yeah. And that's one of the things that makes some of the coaching work that I do very different. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. It is. It is. You know, because sometimes, um, you know, and I'll have that as well, where you do an animal communication and then they're like, okay, I have my marching orders, so to speak. How do I do that? Um, right. And then we take yeah. it to the, and then we, I just call it an intuitive 
uh, coaching or whatever. Um, but same thing, right. you know, still taking that on. And I love that bridge. Um, I think that's yeah. brilliant. I think that's really, that's brilliant. I love it. Really good. Thank you. Really. Yeah. Good. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. it's interesting because the, the animals just want the person to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. And so, you know, it, whether it's patience or taking time for yourself or boundaries or anything that they come up with to share, those are very easily brought into the um, monthly coaching and every other week coaching that we yeah. do. That's awesome. I do. I love sometimes when the, when the lesson comes up and I have people who sort of didn't see it coming and then, yeah. and I've had people actually say to me, he really said that. <laughs> That's so cool. That. Oh, yeah. It always makes me laugh. Um, or, yeah. that, or when it happens where they say something and the, and the, the client's like, you know, because it's the same thing that they've been that's getting exactly. over and over. And, you know, that's like this that's actually, that's what's happening more frequently than me. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Not again. Not again. <laughs> like, you know, uh, and it's like, yeah. uh, hello, you know, <laughs> like time to, time to move forward with this. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anything, well, and what else do we have to ask, Ginger? No, no, I was just thinking, I think, you know, we talk about, um, in a lot of podcasts, we talk about how cool it is that whatever we're doing, whether the, it's the person who we're talking to on a particular particular modality or us, is all about empowerment, right? It's all about empowering that person to be the best that they can be. Um, and sometimes we need help. A lot of times we need help. And particularly after this last year, um, a lot of people need help. And it might just be a two or three hour session, right? A two or three hour um or I love the, the horse. I'm going to have to come down with the cape. So I also love the, the, you know, yeah, it's been a crazy year and some people have been, you know, like they, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, coming from that place. But other people have been like, Hey, this is pretty nice working from home. What can I want right. to, you know, like it's been a catalyst for good right. in a lot of, in a lot of, of cases. places. Yep. So then they yep. come like, okay, I got this feeling, you know, give me that direction. Cause I'm ready to go. Right. You know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this, you know, to, to, um, start living the life, you know, and I know for a lot of us again, um, COVID related, but then other related, especially, I mean, me have been like, have really hit the life is short kind of thing last year. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, yep let's do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think my conversations with my mastermind every Friday morning are like, come on, <laughs> you know, not like, not like give me goals and give me whatever, but more like, I am so happy where I am. What do I do next? You know, yeah. and, and this kind of thing. Um, and so one of the things that I really want to stress about the coaching that I do is that I am asking questions and pulling out uh, the answers from the person, as opposed to if I was a consultant, I would yes. come in and say, okay, Jerry, here's what you do. And yes. boom, 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 boom. Here's step A, um, step B, step C. Yeah. Right. And that's a consultant. I don't do yes. that. I don't do therapy because I don't go back and fix anybody. Um, right. Everybody that comes to me is whole and resourceful and very capable of being creative and, and figuring things out for themselves. My role is to, um, really kind of help them see things maybe in a different way or be able to pull things out that are um, 
that they already know. I just, yeah. I had a complimentary coaching meeting with a gentleman yesterday and he's like, I know all this stuff. And it's like, of course you do. Right. And my job is to just bring it to the forefront so that you can decide, make a choice as to what you want to do with that. Maybe the choices do nothing. Um, people forget the choice um, of, of default is a choice. Um, yeah. And um, that might be what he ch- continues to do. Or he makes a choice that, okay, this piece and this piece I'm going to start working on. And the rest of it will, you know, see what happens afterwards. Yeah. Um, but it's really my job. I look at it as I am this person that just pulls these things out of people. Um, and maybe they don't know what to do. And that's fine. Um, I'm able to share maybe stories from other clients um, or other things that I've seen, or we put a plan together so that they go off and do the research and figure, you know, find out those pieces of information that they need. Mm -hmm. But that accountability is because I know myself, oh yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do that next week. I'll do that next month. And it gets pushed off and pushed off. And this helps them to, you know, not have that happen. And Ginger, I think we talked about One of the things I looked at when I was thinking about jumping ship and becoming a coach was they had internal coaches at Fidelity. And one of the things I had on my to-do list for many weeks, (laughs) too many, because my coach was like, hey, this has been on your list for a while. What's going on with this? And so during that coaching meeting, we talked about it and it turned out that I had some very serious ethical concerns about being paid by the parent company, yet I wanted to represent the client. And Mm -hmm. I was concerned. I had, and again, assumptions. I made an assumption that the company might try to influence my work with the client. And I wasn't, that wasn't going to sit well with me Mm -hmm. and who I was. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, okay, this just comes off the list. This is no longer something I need to investigate. Yeah. I can figure out now I have a place and I say, okay, this isn't for me. So I had this. Now I can move on to something else because I, I have that answer as opposed to, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been too busy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Which is what we usually do. Really great that you mentioned that about not you know, and, and we all do this with our intuitive work that we're not telling you what we think you should do based on our experience or based on a class we took or anything like that. We're, we're helping you pull, you know, pull the answer out yourself. And sometimes like when I do shamanic work, somebody will come and say, you know, I'm really, I'm really, I'm, I'm really stuck with this anger issue, this anger issue, this anger issue, this anger issue. And I may intuitively go in there and be like, okay, no, it's not anger. It's fear. But I, I will steer them and pull it out. So they get to the point, like what you just said, I'm not saying no, 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 it's not anger, it's fear. And this is how you should deal with it. I'm guiding them, we're guiding them is what you just said in, in your thing to to come to it themselves, to pull it, pull it out of them. And I think that's a really great distinction. Like you said, you're not a consultant. You're not a, you know, it's like, we're helping you find your best self yourself. Well, sometimes I think when people are stuck, particularly people that may have not um, had any window to counseling or to um, uh, coaching 
is you don't really know. You, you, you have right. the feelings around being stuck. Um, but unless somebody really asks you the question or maybe you read the right book or uh, right. whatever. Watch the right TV show. Watch the right yeah. TV show, that's right. Come across um, Oprah. It's, that's right. It's not even in your um, context of thinking. Right. So if yeah. somebody asks you a particular question, you think, wow, I never thought of that. that. Yes, that makes right. so much sense. So yeah. I think coaching on, on any level um, is awesome for anybody, whether you're stuck or not. It's a shift in yeah. perspective. Um, well, and Ginger, the, there's also a proudness about it is, you know, when you're stuck, I should be able to figure this out for yes. myself. I'm smart. Yes. I'm resourceful. I'm creative. I should. So you should on yourself. Yes, um, you I should yourself. be able to figure out this. And so there's that with the fact that you don't even know what's possible. Right. Um, by that, that I think really keeps people stuck. I think so too. And I think if you're a person who is self-motivated and driven, um, which we've talked about, um, that you set a higher bar for yourself and you exactly. don't, for me anyway, I didn't really allow my feelings about things. It's like, oh, come on, grow up, move past <laughs> it. Um, instead of owning feeling and owning your feelings. Um, and, and I think coaching again, uh, and particularly for me with the horses was just I was going to say the horses really did that for you. Yay. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you just could not, you could not hide. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that was, uh, for me was huge. I think for anybody who is like me, go work with the horses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the, the should on yourself thing, we've all done that all we've all been there, but don't you guys agree that once you get past that and once you get to the point where, Hey, I need help and I'm going to ask for it. Yep. You know, that yep. it's so freeing. It's yep. unbelievable. When you stop saying, you know, put your big girl pants on, figure it out yourself. It's, it's so freeing. You and know, empowering and empowering to be like, Hey, I don't know how to do this. I could use some help. You know, it's right. so freeing and so empowering. Right. Um, yeah. And, and we've, we've grown up thinking the other thing we've grown up thinking, put your big girl panties on, you know, right. figure it out well, yourself or something. Um, but we should have all the if you don't. Right. And it's the exact opposite if you let go of that and you ask for help and you like, Hey, can you help me get to this point? Or I don't really know how it's, it's, it is exactly what you just said, Helen, it's empowering. So it's the, yeah. the exact opposite of what you think it is. Right. You yep. know, you think Absolutely. it's weakness. It's not, it's the exact. No, it's, it's actually opposite. hugely, hugely, uh, huge um, of strength. It really right. is. Yeah. So to be able to say, I don't know. Yeah. And I'll find out. Yes. I mean, that's it's, awesome. It's everything. Yeah, it's everything. Super well, cool. I loved all of these. I love the programs that you have. Um, all of Helen's information will be up on our website. So I encourage everybody to take a look at her site for all of the programs that she has. Um, whether you have a, a, a group of friends. I was just thinking, I have a group yeah. of friends. And oh, that would be great, right? right? Oh, they're yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, and I do customized uh, women's walking retreats. I've done like... Um, 50th 60th birthday parties cool. and stuff yeah. of small groups of women so that's always fun to do well, i'm gonna uh, talk to my group of friends i don't know you might think we're a little nutty um but we've all been friends since childhood and we still are friends today and i was just no nutty <laughs> yeah that would be awesome that would be yeah. um to do that kind of thing um but yes definitely go to helen's site look for um her when we uh post um and any questions that you might have 
for Helen, obviously go, you can go directly to Helen or you can go to our Facebook page um, at the Psychic Wives and we can be in touch with Helen um, to answer anything. Helen, thank you so much. Um, so before we wrap up, one, um, two things I'd like to share is one, if you want to experience coaching with me, I do offer a 30 minute complimentary telephone coaching meeting with me. So you don't have to be on Cape Cod to do that. Um, and I don't have a button or anything on my site for that. So um, just send me, go to my contact page, just say, hey, I'd love to uh, do a coaching meeting with you and we can get that set up. I'll send you back a link to get that all scheduled. And the other thing is that I, as I mentioned, I am doing the virtual women's retreat for the peace and plans. And that's gonna be on Saturday, June 12th. Uh, from noon to 2.30 Eastern time. And is that on your That's website? on my site. You can sign okay, up right there. Yeah, it's um, very reasonably priced. And I only have eight spots for that. Okay. That, and I get think in four while of them are already in. taken. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. So would love to have anybody that wants to come play um, and see and meet some of the other women in my community. That would be awesome. That's great. great. That's great. Thank you well, thank so you. much, Helen. Thank We've you. enjoyed this. We thank really you. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. We it's always great. have fun. We love our guests. And a lot of our guests are animal communicators that, that we know, as, as Jerry said, we all kind yeah. of do different things. So that's always great to share um, that resource um, as well. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Again, you find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, thepsychicwives.com is our site and at the Psychic Wives for Facebook. So we look forward to the next time we get together. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Carabin, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.